Hi everyone, and welcome to the 71st episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Hey guys. How's it going, man? Uh, doing good, you know, just uh, looking back at all the things that happened in the past uh, week. Yeah, know, We had a fun-filled time during Tokyo Game Show. A lot of big things came out of that. Yeah, definitely. And thankfully, we have a really big show today, so I can't wait to uh, to get into all the segments we have. So uh, anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union. And uh, we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Churro? KH2.co.uk. Alrighty, so we have a three-segment show today. We have uh, first our news segment, which is nice and big, got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, second, we have a Tokyo Game Show dis- discussion segment uh, where we get to talk about pretty much anything cool that we saw from TGS. And uh, finally, we're going to wrap up with our question segment where we ask, where we answer questions from you guys out there. Um, in the way of announcements, just as a reminder, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. If we reach $500 per episode on Patreon, we will uh, start releasing a new Kingdom Hearts Union every two weeks. Uh, Final Fantasy Union will do the same. So if you guys want a new Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts Union show every single week, go support us on Patreon. We would really appreciate it. And we will love you for it, too. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, as a reminder, if you guys want to be a part of the show, please send your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. We guys, uh, we want to uh, make sure that we are talking about the stuff you guys want to talk about, so uh, the best way to do that is to tell us. So, if you guys have any ideas, any questions uh, you want us to address, please send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. Uh, and as a reminder, you guys can subscribe to Kingdom Hearts Union on YouTube. Uh, just search for Kingdom Hearts, U- uh, Kingdom Hearts Union on YouTube and uh, click that subscribe button. Uh, we upload this show there now, so uh, if you find YouTube more convenient and you want more visuals associated with an audio-only podcast, that is the uh, best way to go. Uh, we also upload trailers. So in the event that there's any cool trailers uh, for Kingdom Hearts that we need to upload... Uh, you can find them there. So, uh, and Churro, you have some announcements for uh, uh, Disneyland of Departure? Yes, just a quick reminder that the uh, Disneyland of Departure event is this coming Friday, October 3rd. So, just to remind you that we that the tickets for the actual Mickey's Halloween party are sold out. So, what we've done instead is um, made it turned it into an all-day thing. So, starting at 10 in the morning on that Friday... Uh, you can meet us up with brunch and downtown Disney, and we can we'll still get together and and you know interact with cosplayers and Kingdom Hearts fans, and you know get to play local multiplayer modes on Birth by Sleep days and Kingdom Hearts 3D, and we'll be doing other activities around downtown Disney that you can get in on. You don't need a ticket for that. Just uh, downtown Disney leads up into Disneyland, so you can just meet us there. We'll check out the shops while cosplaying, so it'll be a lot of fun. So hope to see you guys there this Friday at 10 a.m. Sweet. Sounds good. So anyway, moving on to the news segment. News. Where we have a lot of... A lot of huge, huge news. So the first huge announcement uh, came pretty early uh, during Tokyo Game Show uh, this past, I think, like two weeks ago. Uh, the biggest news is definitely that Tetsuya Nomura has now uh, officially left Final Fantasy XV as director uh, and now will have more opportunity to focus on Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, this is definitely a very controversial um, decision, and as far as we can tell, this was Square Enix's decision and not necessarily uh, Nomura's decision. Uh, when he was asked, uh, he said he couldn't comment on it and that it was the company's decision, which doesn't really <laughs> doesn't, doesn't really it, give you to too some, much some confidence. Some people that might take it as a bad thing, you know? Yeah, because I, I mean, as far as uh, before Nomura actually got to comment anything on that, there was a lot of really good PR speak from Square Enix, uh, Square Enix Europe, and they were talking about, oh, you know, 
uh, at this stage of development, you know, most of the creative side of things uh, with Final Fantasy 15 are set in stone. And uh, at this point, we just need to finish the game. Uh, so that's why we have Hajime Tabata taking over, and he's just there to carry out the vision that uh, Nomura set in stone. And he, he uh, Tabata even said that he's uh, had several meetings with Nomura talking about what he thinks is... Uh, you know, most integral to the uh, to the storyline and to the world of Final Fantasy XV as he envisioned it. Uh, so it seems it seemed like oh, sounds great. It seems like you know Tabata's just there to finish the job, finish the fight. You know, Halo Three style, and uh, Nomura's going off to fight other battles for games that actually need it because Kingdom Hearts Three is obviously in very early development. It makes sense, but then Nomura's like. Uh, I can't talk about that. That was the company's decision. And that just yeah, throws in yeah, a whole other monkey wrench. I so, mean, it, I mean for, for a lot of fans, they would rather see, you know, have Namaro finish go the through job. it all the way. Yeah. But, like, it's been eight years, you know. The mm-hmm. game needs to be put out, you know. Because yeah. there's a lot of, obviously, a lot of hype surrounding it. And sun, you know, so they need to, you know, give it to the fans already. I mean, yeah, I know they are much. releasing a demo of Final Fantasy 15 next year, but, you know, it probably, we, we at least they're giving us progress now with it. Definitely. Uh, there's a famous quote from Steve Jobs that goes, real artists ship. And that basically means that uh, a real artist doesn't sit and work on the same project forever and never finish it and, you know, release it. At some point, you have to say, enough's enough. You have to say, uncle, you got to finish your project. And I, I'm guessing at a company level, it seemed like uh, Square Enix uh, wanted someone to finish the project. And no more has been working on this for eight years. So uh, as far as we can tell, uh, if we look at the timeline of the changes uh, that have been going on at Square, it may or may not have started, uh, you know, the transition back in like 2012. Uh, According to Tabata, that's when he joined the team. Uh, That was also when Final Fantasy Versus 13 became Final Fantasy 15. And that was the time when it was transitioning to the next gen consoles. So it seems like that may have been the time when they were starting to transition away from Nomura. Um, But it's hard to say. Um, you know, exactly how that's going to go down. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people are having a lot of mixed feelings. They really like that. Uh, it seems like, uh, Square Enix is taking a really hard line stance. They want to make sure this game is done. Uh, yeah, but it's also, I mean, it's, it's not looking good with, you know, investors, stockholders and fans. You exactly. Know, so. And I mean, if we look at, you know, Hajime Tabata's track record, he's got a really good one. He comes from the, uh, the mobile side of things. So he's working on. Uh, he's worked on Crisis Core. He worked on. I think. Did he work on the Dissidia games? I think he did. He may have, but I, I don't. Have. I think he touched most sure. of their PSP games because of their work on Crisis Core. But it, it was mostly mostly Crisis Core uh, and also Final Fantasy Type Zero, which is the most uh, recent game that he's done. Uh, so he's got really good track record. He gets stuff done. Um, so from a standpoint of them finishing the game. Uh, it's really good from for people that wanted it to be purely uh, Nomura's vision. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. But for Kingdom Hearts fans, uh, it does mean Nomura has more free time now to focus on Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, but even then, funnily enough, in the same interview, Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, is not Nomura's only project still. Uh, he's a busy busy man he's a busy bee uh so this is a direct quote from namora uh in his femitsu interview i do have many projects other than kingdom hearts 3 for some reason with this timing i've i have received many offers from both inside and outside the company and i will be responding to those first uh there are things that uh that were given to me individually and there are many uh things related to games things outside of games and things that are not yet announced <laughs> so Man, that's, just... it's like no more oh, i can't catch no a break because he's always on the on the move i i think i think he's just gotten used to it and he's not giving himself a break i think he's the problem 
just can't I think, accept I think all that these after projects. Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 is done, oh. I think he deserves like a nice long relaxing vacation somewhere. Oh, I, I mean, mean, I don't. At this point, I, I wouldn't don't be surprised if this is like going his last... to like San Diego Comic Con or New yeah. York Comic Con on vacation because he's still technically working. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like his last Square Enix game, Kingdom Hearts 3, because, like, the way he's sounding like, oh, I'm taking jobs inside the company, I'm taking jobs outside of the company, I'm doing personal projects, I'm doing things for games, I'm doing things for outside of games. Man, I got so much stuff going on. I don't need Square. That's what it sounds like. But at the very least, he is dedicated to Kingdom Hearts 3. Make no mistake. Uh, and uh, as as you sort of alluded to, Nomura also said that he's going to be at New York Comic Con uh, this October. I think it's it's next week, right? Uh, yeah, the weekend of October 10th through gotcha. the 12th, or I think around there. And it's basically like the same like type of thing as San Diego Comic Con. Like he'll be there signing autographs on a postcard. So yeah. in order to get a, an autograph from him, you would have to buy the uh, the appropriate. Player's Kai figure and the one you choose, the one Player's Kai figure you choose is the type of postcard you'll receive. Yeah, so yeah, it's probably just more press for the uh, figure that he's already done for DC, and you know maybe he has something else to announce, but who knows? Well, he did say that keep an eye out on New York Comic Con, so it could be either Kingdom March related or it could be none of those related. It could be <laughs> yeah. something entirely new that we haven't heard from before. Uh, let's hope it. Let's hope for the best. But honestly, I think at best it'll probably just be another figure. But we'll see. Now, uh, speaking with regards to Kingdom Hearts 3's development, Nomura did have some comments to make on uh, the status of Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, so far, he said that uh, it's moving steadily along uh, the estimated schedule. However, they're having some troubles with uh, the uh, the visual side, uh, uh, creating visuals uh, due to the engine. Uh, and while that's going on, uh, they're uh, basically continuing on with the scenario writing, so basically story, and they're also uh, uh, selecting all the worlds that will be included in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, and he also said that he's also uh, uh, designed new clothes for Sora, Riku, and other characters. So it seems like the creative side of things for Kingdom Hearts 3 is progressing ahead of schedule, while the technical side of thing is uh, behind schedule due to it's, technical it's, issues. Yes. Because like it's kind of nice that you put it that way. Because not a lot of people see it that way. They just see yeah, like, oh, how's oh, it? Engine troubles. Yeah, they're like engine troubles. But how are they progressing? You know, on schedule. It's like there. Well, are there two different aspects to creating that? Yeah, there's game, a, lo- you know? a lot. Of, games are very, very big projects, especially RPGs. There's so many sides to it. It's not just technical. There's a lot of creative stuff that you that you can do as well. Um, and also, he was pretty clear in saying that. A lot of the translations have it as image creating. Anytime translations say image creating, they mean graphics. So it seems like the rendering side of things is having trouble, which does make sense. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is using a new experimental shader called Kingdom Shader. Uh, As far as we know about Kingdom Shader, it's designed so that they can create uh, visual looks that are specific to each world so that they fit so that uh, each uh, Disney World looks how you would expect, uh, you know, based on the movie's uh, original uh, style. So I could imagine something like that, you know, if you have to create the look for every single world, uh, that can definitely contribute to, you know, technical difficulties, uh, you know, in the future. So uh, it's it's definitely uh, a difficult side of things, but there's also other things. There's gameplay, uh, there's story, there's they can still make 3d models they can still uh work on stuff like that but as far as like uh graphics stuff for actual rendering of the images that seems uh to be lagging behind uh sadly um uh because kingdom hearts is pursuing you know as it always does a more experimental and cartoony style it doesn't really benefit as much from uh the developments that are made for final fantasy 15 uh, Final Fantasy XV's team is uh, bolstered up by the Square Enix uh, research and development team, uh, which is completely separate from any specific game. But uh, it's pretty clear that most of the stuff they're designing is directly applicable for Final Fantasy XV because they're designing stuff for realistic rendering, whereas that stuff wouldn't apply at all to Kingdom Hearts 3. So 
it's it, there's give and take there. You know, they're pursuing a more cartoony stylized style that's more you know experimental. But because of that, they're not getting the benefits of development that's being put in by the research and development team into Final Fantasy 15. So they're not getting that extra boost that Final Fantasy 15 gets. So we'll see how things go. I mean, this is natural. Bugs come and go. They'll they'll get over this. This is not the first crazy engine thing they've done. You know, if you remember the Steamboat Willie level, they figured that out on PS2. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and same with same with the Lion King world. You know, the Lion entire King. even Mulan. Um, like if you look at the explosions, how they have specific style explosions in that world. No explosion in any other part of the game looks like that. I mean, that, like that's, they always do this stuff. That's how like down to detail they are with the Kingdom Hearts series. And yeah, now that they have these, you know, these next gen consoles, of course they're going to buy off more the, more than they can chew. This is a Nomura game. <laughs> if they didn't yeah. buy it off more than they can chew, it wouldn't be a Nomura game, basically. I mean, it's I, like I said, and that's what I like love about Kingdom Hearts animation. It's just, you know, they they take everything seriously. You know, like for each world, they do everything that's you know within that world. They have to, you know, keep everything within it. You know, that's what I love about it. Definitely, and yeah, and. It's also pretty clear from uh, Square Enix release schedule, Kingdom Hearts 3 is still pretty far out. I mean, cl- I mean, clearly, if Nomura is still working on costume design and story writing, uh, it's still very early. So them having these troubles now isn't a huge deal. Them having these troubles later would have been a huge deal. So because it's so early in development, I'd rather them have these uh, issues now, work out the kinks now before you get later in development. Uh, and need some bailouts, and hopefully don't have to kick out no more <laughs> again. That would be bad. Let's let's solve those bad. problems now. And hey, who knows uh, when Final Fantasy 15 releases? I'm sure a lot of those guys, you know, because they did work on Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm sure they want their next project to be Kingdom Hearts 3, so they can finish the fight with everybody. So they can take everything that they learned about Luminous Engine and uh, help to apply it to Kingdom Hearts 3. So who knows? We'll see how things go. Uh, and speaking further, I, I'm surprised because you know you mentioned there's a lot of people that are like freaking out that Kingdom Hearts isn't getting developed. But in the very same interview, he he talks about how it's progressing in terms of gameplay, which is another aspect of game development. So uh, speaking towards that, uh, Nomura said that while he was visiting the Osaka team, he was uh, he actually noted that Sora's mobility is actually kind of overkill right now. And uh, it kind of makes him seem invincible. So by mobility, he's talking about how Sora moves around the scene. Like, I'm guessing maybe flow motion style, um, kind of crazy flashy action. Uh, He said that as Sora moves around, he's kind of like, he's moving around maybe too much. So I I guess they might tweak that and make it better, but... Uh, they were also pretty clear that this is how he's moving endgame. You know, this isn't well, what you're. That's... This is not what you're unlocking from the beginning. This is just we're working on everything as a whole. Yeah, we're just like putting to see what you know what works with Sora as you know he you know progresses through the game. Exactly, and it makes sense because uh, something uh, and I've said on, on this podcast that I was worried about was that in Kingdom Hearts three they would just pull you know a chain of memories and oh he forgets everything and he's got to learn everything from scratch again but it seems like they're not doing it this time they're treating Sora as you know as strong as he was before and they're just going to pump him up even crazier uh to crazier levels to prove that yes he has grown from his experience that is exciting uh and speaking towards that he also said that uh, the Keyblade transformations uh, that Sora will have in Kingdom Hearts 3 are kind of similar to what the Birth by Sleep characters were able to do. So if you guys remember, you know, all the crazy transformations Terra could do with this Keyblade. I'm sure a lot of people will find that out when they fight the Lingering Will in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.5. But just, like, just take that and just imagine it like... Yeah. Just now imagine you can more do it. what you can do now <laughs> with the technology involved with this. Yeah, definitely. Everything, like, everything you wish for in... You know, because one of the things in Birth by Sleep is that, it, like, everybody wanted all Terra, Terra's moves from the Lingering Will fight. Yeah. And they didn't get that. So, like, just think about that plus, like, a lot of things in your wildest dreams. Yeah, definitely. The 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 best thing about the Kingdom Hearts series, and uh, every, every interview Nomura does, he always describes it as flashy action. This is the crazy 
over the top game or they just get to go nuts like it's i mean obviously it's tied in with disney so because it's more cartoony they can get away with a lot more than you know final fantasy 15 which is more grounded in reality so i guess this is a way for namora to like shake off all the creative restrictions and just go wild and make the most awesome uh action game you can possibly make so i'm excited i i can't wait to we actually get to see some of this stuff but I want them to fix their engine problems first so it looks pretty and not, like, I don't know, something janky. Yeah, I mean, like, I've had people complain to me about, you know, they just want a new trailer, in, but it's mm-hmm. like, there's nothing really new to show, yeah. you know? Cause, and like, at this point in development, it's not, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, everything, anything that they're going to show is will not be finalized. Everything's just testing and making sure things can be worked the way they thought it would that's what the e3 trailer and the in the d23 trailer were mainly about just to Mm -hmm. show give a fans a taste of what to expect and a lot of these things may not even be final in the final game yeah exactly so it's like this really it's really not worth to show us anything new when everything's still being tested and with the with the engine i mean they're having problems with the engine so basically you know they can't really whip even if they showed it to us it wouldn't look right and yeah they're they're very much uh especially you know just because they're you know japanese game company japanese game companies are very prideful they want to make sure that they put their best foot forward and with a visually stunning series you don't want to put out stuff that you don't think represents your work well and right now they're having troubles with the uh the rendering technology so graphically whatever they're playing with right now doesn't look to the standard that they want to show and uh i I think they want to wait until at least looks acceptable for a pre-release game i'm sure whatever we see next is going to look great yeah plus it'd be more i don't say the word official but more in tune to what you know they've been finalizing you know with noir doing the scenario writing mm-hmm. the you know exactly. the, the drawing the characters you know i think that the next thing they'll show would be more in tune to that yeah because everything we've seen so far it was clear that it was still in development i mean sora was still in his kingdom hearts 2 costume he's fighting old enemies in a familiar world we've already seen before there's really nothing too new. The only new area we saw was a part of uh, Olympus, uh, Mount Olympus with the Rock Titan. But that, again, it's an old enemy. And there really isn't much to go on based off of that mountain because other than the mountain, it's just clouds below you. So, I mean, there's not much to show. So it's very clear so far. They're still testing the stuff out. They want to make sure that, uh, you know, they get everything right, the basis of everything right beforehand before they start showing stuff off seriously. Pretty much. I mean, that's the only thing I've been telling people. It's just, you know, just, you know, just give, give them time. I mean, like, just because they show enough, you know, two things, you know, at the, at the you know, start of the race doesn't mean that they're not lagging. It's just, you know, they're, they want to give, like you just said, they want to give us the best thing, you know, they can show us. Exactly. So... I think- I think they, the next thing they want to show... Well, I think probably the next thing they'll show will probably be more teaserific. And probably the... It'll probably take maybe another two press releases until they start showing us story stuff. It probably but I, won't be to at least, like, I would say... Maybe late I mean, 2015. I, I mean, yeah, I kind of want to say E3, but, like, it might I don't even go so. as far as, like, TGS or Jump Vesta. Yeah, honestly, if I had to say, I think next e3 they're going to be focusing on final fantasy 15 i think once final fantasy 15 is sort of out the gate that's when they can start really focusing on kingdom hearts 3 yes yeah that's exactly from a press standpoint don't don't take that out of context because they're that team is working non-stop now they're going to keep working on it now but as far as press uh spotlight goes i think it's going to be not until final fantasy 15 is more or less uh ready to go out the door but yeah, uh, it's exciting stuff. Uh, he also uh, mentioned that the uh, teaser uh, footage that was shown at uh, at E3 uh, of the uh, the two drawn characters having their conversation that that conversation is actually quite a bit longer. Uh, it's actually a total of two minutes long. Uh, so I guess at some point maybe we'll see that. And my guess, and this relates to the next news bit. Uh, it's been announced that, well, not announced, but Dengeki, uh, uh, who's a uh, 
Japanese magazine and press website, uh, has already played through Kingdom Hearts 2.5, and they've done a review for it. Uh, And they said that uh, it will contain a new secret movie. Uh, They basically said that in the theater mode, um, it's not really clear what the uh, uh, activation, what, what you have to do to activate that thing, but they said they found it in the theater mode, and you'll notice that there's an extra secret movie uh, in there, and that Kingdom Hearts fans should check it out. Um, and I think it might be the full two-minute-long conversation, or at least more of it, because it, I mean, if if we're going off of what they've already released, uh, clearly they're not ready to show anything too final for Kingdom Hearts 3, because they're having engine problems. I think that since they've already finished this particular conversation, uh, maybe they'll just show it all. I mean, unless it spoils something. I mean, we'll just... We'll have to see. I mean, more likely the game will probably be breaking street date before October, I think, 2nd. So more likely anywhere... I mean, it could be be sold now. Yeah, exactly. So basically, if you guys want to be spoiled on what it was, uh, just keep your... Keep your eyes peeled. Eyes, so this, eyes po- peeled this and, podcast you know, is going out on September 30th. If you're, if you keep up with this stuff, keep your eyes open. October 2nd is when uh, this game is coming out. So there should be, yeah. I mean, we didn't get anything at Tokyo Game Show, but we're gonna get something uh, around October 2nd. Something. Yeah. We don't know so, what. So yeah. So yeah. Because apparently, you know, it happens. You know, everywhere. You know. Some some people get lucky and get the game early. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, it might be even as early as October first or September thirtieth. So, Japan time, not yeah. You know. And I would I would wait until you see YouTube links because you you just know there's going to be some Japanese people tweeting like everything it says. And I don't want that. I want to see whatever it is, even if it's just those drawn characters again. Uh, pretty, pretty much this. It, like, if once it comes out, you'll know because yeah, every exactly. single fan site <laughs> will be reporting it like crazy, and that's the only thing everybody will be talking about. Yeah, so definitely keep your eyes peeled. October second. Also, on October second, uh, Nomura is going to be doing a follow up interview with uh, with Famitsu. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as big as this one. They sort of said that th- he's going to have more comments and i'm sure he gave the comments at this time than when he did the interview and they're just holding it off till october 2nd when it's finally out but i'm sure he might have something to say about this so just keep your eyes peeled um so yeah moving along uh from that stuff uh he also had some comments to make about kingdom hearts key which we don't really talk too much about on the show but i think now it's finally starting to become a little bit more relevant uh, so Nomura said that Kingdom Hearts Key's storyline is uh, very closely related to Kingdom Hearts 3 and that both uh, both scenarios are being written simultaneously. Uh, in addition, he also said that we are currently also investigating uh, developments that would allow more people to experience Kingdom Hearts Key. So ho- hopefully, they're, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they also mean us. I mean, well, the only thing that's missing for us is a a publisher to to publish this game. I mean, yeah. it's obviously it's a free to play with like in app purchases, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they a publisher is going to have to find some way to want to say, hey, I want to you know publish this game. I mean, suppose from what we've heard, like it's because one of the studios that was I think what acquired by Disney Interactive was shut down by mm-hmm. them, and um, unfortunately, this game never saw the light in you know North America. I'm thinking, uh, just going based off of, I mean, we're just going based off of a, of a translation, but based off of the specific wording that he says, uh, he says that we're investigating developments, which would make me think perhaps something a little bit more than a translation. They might do something similar to what they did with uh, Recoded in that they maybe release it on a different platform, perhaps like uh, maybe an iOS and Android release or uh, maybe... Maybe even maybe something crazy as a console. Yeah, maybe Vita or 3DS. Who knows? I, I wouldn't I be mean, surprised if it went to to iOS because it seems like it would fit on that platform, especially with in-app I, purchases. I wouldn't be surprised if it went to like PlayStation 3. I mean, with the work yeah. and development on high definition. You know, like, like you said, remember with uh, Recoded, Recoded Coded came first as Kingdom Hearts Coded on a mm-hmm. cell phone game. Yeah. Then they redid the entire thing for 3DS. You know, they 
pretty much you know took all their all the things they worked on on days and made it even better mm-hmm. you know graphics wise and gameplay wise and everything so it wouldn't be surprised me if they took something from pc and they moved on to like a ps3 where they updated everything you know ps3 yeah. graphics wise and all that yeah we'll we'll have to see uh we'll we'll be keeping an eye on that and uh maybe we'll start focusing more on kingdom hearts key now that it's uh so related to kingdom hearts 3 now so anyway, uh, moving on, we're going to start talking about just general Tokyo Game Show stuff. That pretty much wraps up everything that we learned uh, that's Kingdom Hearts related specifically. Now we're going to talk about some stuff that is a little bit indirectly related to Kingdom Hearts. Uh, first and foremost, we want to talk about Final Fantasy XV. And I know this isn't the Final Fantasy show, but hear, hear me out. Uh, we we've talked well we talk about final fantasy 15 all the time on this podcast but at least with final fantasy 15 i think there's a there's a good argument for talking about it on this show just because uh final fantasy 15 is the primary reason why we don't have kingdom hearts 3 uh final fantasy 15 started life as uh final fantasy versus 13 which is a game developed by the kingdom hearts 2 team and uh the reason why we don't have kingdom hearts 3 is because they were working on that so um and on top of that, a lot of the same developers, same composer, for a long time, the same director. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, and and on top of that, Kingdom Hearts 3 is not coming out for a long time. So I think this will give uh, some people some ideas of some things that they can look forward to that are coming out sooner. And I think Final Fantasy XV, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, this is definitely a great place uh, to, uh, you know, a great game uh seemingly that would fit into your gaming library because it seems at least very similar to kingdom hearts 3 though the battle system isn't the same you know it's still kind of similar so what do you think about the showing of final fantasy 15 uh at tokyo game show Turo? It, it it was weird because like it's just started out like like in your face like yeah all of a sudden like just <laughs> driving and they're encountering you know oh, so the beat awesome. the wild beasts on the you know on the plains and you know, and then all of a sudden it's like Noctis wakes up in his beauty rest and they're, you know, then Prompto's trying to get a radio signal and Ignis is telling him, you know, it's not going to work out here. And then it just like switches to like battle scenes, you know, like Noctis, you know, getting hurt. And then I really like the how, you know, that your teammates like will pick Noctis up when he's yeah, like definitely. in low health and like his teammates will like defeat a nearby enemy that's attacking them, you know? And I, cause I like how each character has its own like realistic AI, like Ignis helps Noctis to his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, Prompto runs away from battle. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I forgot his other, the other guy's name. Yeah. Gla- Gladiolus. And he, he's yeah. sort of like, uh, he he's was protecting like muscle, Noctis. He's the one that strikes the final blow on the monster to kill it. And, yeah. you know, I like how each character, you know, you know, acts like themselves you know rather than have the same ai where they all yeah. just jump onto the one enemy and you know it what it reminds me of uh those, those little interactions kind of remind me of reaction commands in a way like from kingdom hearts 2 where you but instead of pressing the triangle button i think these happen automatically so uh basically the gameplay side of things is you want to get yourself physically closer to your comrades and once you're close enough then you can execute a uh you know like a tag team sort of attack which i think is really cool i mean i think just the whole like vision of final fantasy 15 it it seems a lot more clear now that you know this is a road trip story it's about brotherhood and i think this gameplay mechanic fits that perfectly they're working together this is a team effort and it's so weird because like because, like, when we were first showing trailers of Final Fantasy, you know, versus 13, you know, f- at first, you know, we were, gre- we were greeted with just, you know, Noctis just kicking, you know, a lot of ass, you know, yeah, against definitely. soldiers that are apparently have, like, invaded. And then it then it goes more into, like, like the story of him meeting kind of like uh, Romeo and Juliet type of mm-hmm. thing where, you know, he meets, you know, a girl that's, you know, that's that's from another family who, you know, are at war with each other, you know, you know, true Romeo and Juliet style, how they both have the same power, same abilities, mm-hmm. you know, and then it transforms into like, you know, with the trailer from E3 last year, it transforms into a, you know, a war before crystals. And all of a sudden now we getting into like a brotherhood, like you said, a mm-hmm. road trip, you know? So it's like, it's weird how far, you know, this game has come along from just, you yeah. know, what the original seen until now. The original stuff. I think, I, I think it's pretty interesting because 
a lot of this stuff has caught people off guard. Like they think, oh, verse, you know, Final Fantasy 15, which was originally verses, they just kept changing it and changing it and changing it. But in actuality, if you look at the older trailers, if you look at like some of the interviews Nomura was doing, this stuff was in those interviews and like hints of this stuff was in the trailers. Like there were scenes of the crew in the car. Obviously the car looked different and the, you know, the graphical style was different because it was a CG movie instead of an actual in-game cutscene. But just like the, the idea of having a crazy road trip adventure, having, you know, this, uh, dramatic Shakespeare style romance, love story and tragedy and war, all that stuff that was all in there together but the problem was they couldn't show us that much so you know it was all sort of the, the message was sort of muddled in you know all the de- all of the delays and the bad press but now finally at Tokyo Game Show they could say okay here it is this is what the game is all about it's a road trip story about brotherhood and uh on top of that dude it's open world like holy crap like I've, I never thought that, you know, Final Fantasy game would be uh, open world, especially how they... After... After well, Final Fantasy I mean, X, honestly. I mean, well, well, Lightning Returns started, you know, that yeah, bit of open of. world, but... It's not you know, like but, this. But it's a lot different. I mean, to me, Lightning Returns had so many restrictions, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, it had a day-night cycle. Mm-hmm. But there were so many restrictions to it, and hopefully they learned, you know, what the mistakes of Lightning Returns had, you know, and they're going to not... It's really... Yeah, it's really interesting, because the way they're describing this game, it's it's all about freedom. You know, the reason they give you a car is because they want you to drive everywhere. They want you to be able to go and explore. Kind of like and... having that world map feeling, but without exactly. the world map feeling. Yeah, which is something we haven't had for so long, and people have been asking for it. But honestly... From a technical standpoint, it was really hard. Like I couldn't imagine Square doing it on the PS2, uh, just because they set themselves up for such a high bar. Because if you look at the PlayStation One generation, which people thought had a world had an open world game, but it it wasn't open world. You were on a world map. You were chibi. You didn't see anything on the open world. You were you were attacked by random battles. That wasn't a real open world. But because it was an entire planet, they sort of set the expectations that, oh, Final Fantasy on the PS2, Final Fantasy on the PS3, they're going to have these giant planets that you can explore, and they're going to be just as detailed as the towns. But that wasn't the case. But now it's kind of amazing to see that we're finally there, where it's sort of uh, an open-world-style Final Fantasy game. I mean, I like the... Uh, the, the... The uh, technical demo that they showed us at the yeah. live stream and showing us that you know it's it's like what I think they said was thirty minutes real yeah, time is like one day. Thirty minutes real time is one day, and the yeah the time of day goes dynamically. It's not like you know it's not like a Persona game where you pass time and it instantly jumps to the afternoon. It's the time is going. If you it's pretty much still, like a Skyrim goes. type of feeling, yeah, Skyrim or Grand Theft Auto or any other, any of those open world games where and, you have a time of day system. And I like how you know, so like finally we're getting like realistic, you know, clothing and environments mm-hmm. with rain. Definitely. Like when it rains, they'll they'll like you know, and I don't say interact, but they'll they'll feel the rain on them. You know, they'll notice yeah. the rains on them and yeah, the clothes the get rain wet. Gets and... wet. Yeah, exactly. Everything gets wet. The uh, puddles will pool up next to the sides of a sidewalk and they'll dry up over time after the rain stops. So yeah, technically, whoa. It's... This game's amazing. It's technically, amazing. I mean, Square Enix, I mean, with the Final Fantasy series, they've always been known to push their graphical standards, you know, to yeah, you know, pass its, pushing it its point and they're doing it once again with, you know, 15... I really on the, like on the next gen consoles and yeah, and I, I like that. Like a lot of what they're describing is, so, well, some some people were complaining that a lot of what they were showing was just technical, you know, shizzle whizzle. It's just technical, you know, dazzle. It's not. It, there's no substance to it. But in a lot of the interviews that Tabata was giving, he was talking about how all these systems actually do affect gameplay. So like when it rains, you know, fire's not going to be obviously effective. as effective if, if it's he's... really dry fire is going to be really effective and might be dangerous I, I like the fact that they said if you cast like like light like a thunder spell during yeah. rain it's, it's you can intentionally damage your 
party members. Yeah, exactly. And uh, also, like with the day and night system, that has a huge impact. You uh, you want to? They basically want to make it so that you want to camp every night. That you're not like in Grand Theft Auto where you just stay up all night and you never get tired. And no, they want to make it realistic. You know, the team gets tired at night, like you would normally get tired. Kind of reminds me of uh, the hardcore mode in Fallout New Vegas, where yeah. that includes like you have to make your character sleep, or else you'll exactly. get tired, or you have to feed him, or him or her, whatever your character is, you have to, exactly. you know, like it feels other, like realistically yeah. like that. The other cool thing is that the the day and night system also it's not only a negative; there's also positives to it. So when it does get dark. Uh, enemies from inside dungeons actually come out onto the field. So you could sort of imagine that, hey, maybe stronger enemies are going to come out at night as well. So maybe there's like a challenge side of things. Like maybe I could imagine there are people that are going to do like no sleep runs where they just don't sleep the entire game. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a possibility. I mean, stuff like that will leave to like a lot of challenges. I mean, yeah, it's especially in that uh, trailer where they come across a big I don't know if it was an animatoys yeah the animatoys which is huge and like <laughs> which nice thing is what I from what Tabata I think it was Tabata that stated that in the demo that we'll get to play next year we'll feature you know we can fight the animatoys and he said it'll take about like 15 hours yeah I don't think to anyone's actually defeat it. <laughs> and that kind of reminds me of like that old like cause I was a big fan I was big I played Final Fantasy 11 and which is you know Square Enix's first MMORPG, mm-hmm. and um, one of the bosses uh, took it, like players who fought this one new boss that was in one of the expansions, and uh, they got him to around eighteen hours, you know, without Jeez, rest yeah. or anything, and they still couldn't beat him. And makes me it brought me back to that type of story. I'm like, man, fifteen hours. Do you really think that someone's gonna like stay up <laughs> for fifteen hours just to beat this boss? Like, can you imagine sitting like live streaming yeah, this demo for fifteen hours? That is, is just insane. I'm so, hope. I was kind of hoping, like, what if, what if his like HP bar doesn't regen at all? So like, maybe throughout the entire quest, you could space it out and like, oh, drive by, do a quick sword swing, cast a couple Firagas, and then run like hell away, <laughs> and just come back later. So you're basically kicking him in the shin and running, <laughs> and that's how you beat Animantois. I don't know. I don't know, but hey, but the the one thing I'm very surprised was that. You know, like I mentioned before, there's going to be a demo, which yeah, is you know unheard which is of. Huge, huge. You know? So, what I think, I think probably the biggest biggest significance of there being a demo is how far along they are. So, in some in some of the interviews, they were saying that Final Fantasy 15 is approximately 50 to 60 percent complete. Uh, those percentages don't really mean too too much because I mean art asset creation is a bit of of a subjective thing so it can take longer or it could take shorter so uh as far as an estimate goes don't think it's going to take like another two years or another nine years who knows but like the fact that they're releasing a demo is very clear that they're saying we are releasing something to you in march that is going to be fairly representative of what will be final in the game they don't release something to the public unless it's fully representative of what they think the game will be like even if the I, game isn't I mean, done i mean it's not surprising now i mean square Enix yeah, now that has been seen... releasing demos you know for oh, their yeah. games recently yeah, i mean final fantasy 13 had a demo uh yeah and then uh final Lightning returns 12. had a demo yeah uh you know uh, theater rhythm had a demo you know, it's like they've been releasing demos, you know, recently. Do you think of so... a Final Fantasy game that didn't have a demo? I mean, 7, 8 had a demo. I don't know about 9, but I know 10 had a demo. Like, a lot of I, these games yeah, have demos. Yeah, so it's like, be releasing demos isn't really, you know, you know, new. But I think it's the just, good thing is I that... Think, I think it was just surprising for yeah. a game that's taken this long to be exactly. made. is that they're finally letting us give a, a... It's more like, to me, the way I see it is more like an apology yeah, from Square part, Enix saying, yeah, like, we're sorry is... for taking this long, so here, enjoy this demo, so we you can get a look of how, exactly. you know, this game's progressing and to see how well, you know, this game has come along since we first introduced it to the world. Yeah, I, th- I, yeah, I would totally agree. I think it's both, both an apology and an acknowledgement of the fans and how long they've waited, uh, and also sort of like a status report, because Square doesn't release demos unless they're confident in them that they're you know i mean i mean enough. hell even kingdom Hearts had a demo with kingdom Hearts yep. 3d 
Yep. So that, I mean, that was our first demo. <laughs> yeah, our first and first demo released to the public. And hopefully yeah. not the only demo we'll ever, we'll yeah. ever get. But I think that that was more Disney, uh, not Disney, but uh, Nintendo's decision for that. Yeah, because, because uh, most, when, most 3DS games have demos now. Yeah, so I think I think it was uh, the Reginator when he did his yeah. Nintendo Direct <laughs> was the one that you know said it. So because remember, cause remember, Nintendo really pushed for Kingdom Hearts 3D. You know, they're the ones that mm-hmm. held the uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D event in in New York City, yep. where the Nintendo store is. You know, so they're the ones that really pushed Kingdom Hearts, you know, on their platform, which is which is nice to see because not, uh, I mean, most, uh, I mean, for the Kingdom Hearts series, you know, like. Play Sony and you know, because mm-hmm. all you have is Sony and Nintendo, like you don't really see Sony really pushing things like this, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. So. And uh, what's kind of interesting is that uh, the Final Fantasy 15 demo is bundled with uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero HD, which is releasing in March. Well, we don't know if the demo comes with it, but a download code definitely comes with it. Yeah, we don't know when the exact date. They just yeah. said the download code will come with it, and yeah, it could so be you know. With- Type Zero HD, which is coming out in March, and uh, what did you think about that? Because I thought it was just amazing how different it looks from the PSP game. Uh, I, I mean, to be honest, I've never really like for like I never like s- was really hyped for Type Zero. You know, mm-hmm. like I've yeah, me neither. I was you know I've read the news about it. I've seen videos, pictures. I even spoiled myself of the ending. I mean, I never, I still haven't imported it or played it. So like, for me, it's like from, I mean, for me personally, I'm just happy and enjoying the fact that it's finally coming out outside of Japan. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, that's the main thing that I wanted, you know, for everybody, you know, everybody told me how good this game was, you know, how, you know, and how good the story is and how it's almost like, you know, what, Final Fantasy should be, you know, in the more in the modern, you know, modern day Square Enix, you know, mm-hmm. with the this because for a lot of people who felt disappointed with the uh, Final Fantasy 13 series, you know, so it's kind of nice for them to actually, you know, bring this out outside of Japan and make it not only you know not even you know last gen you know PS3 Xbox 360 mm-hmm. but current gen PS4 and Xbox One so it's kind of nice to see them making that leap to yeah, next definitely. gen so that you know that they have you know because it shows that they're working closely with next gen you know that they really want to get next gen down definitely for their and it looks it looks a lot better than the PSP version it, yeah it it looks when I was checking out the the gameplay demos and and every and all the images they released and it looks so amazingly beautiful it's you know like it's not like your typical brush up you know HD yeah, remaster they, it's like they completely redid the uh, the rendering system it's uh, basically, the team that's doing it is Hexa Drive, and they actually did the uh, 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 Wind Waker HD uh, for Nintendo. So it, it's similar to that in that it's the same game uh, at, at its core, but they update the the rendering engine graphically, so it looks a lot prettier uh, than it normally does. So you got all these crazy bloom effects, really awesome lighting, a lot of cool reflections on the shoulder pads. Like it, it just looks amazing. It looks, it definitely fits in with next gen, but you can still tell it's an older game, but I mean, still yeah, it, it's good for it, what they did. Yeah. It's, it's good that, you know, cause you know, with the PS3, the HD, the, you know, Kingdom Hearts HD remaster, you know, I know there's, there's, it looks good, but at the same time, there's still yeah, limitations on the systems. Pretty much and, but like, price. Can you imagine just you know seeing you know Kingdom Hearts HD remaster on the PS4? Definitely with, oh. with the Kingdom Hearts three you know engine you being used <laughs> for it you know that would be utterly yeah. amazing. But like yeah, I mean even you know the the, uh, the other you know games that Square Enix owns like you know Tomb Raider and and um, Saints Row you know even though they don't really develop it they're you know just publishers for it but you know with them seeing those games get HD remasters you know shows that how important you know hd remastering for square enix is which is kind of you know neat if you think about it because especially you know you might get maybe they might start bringing the older final fantasies into hd remaster or remake with these because of them learning this new technology so that would be really good i'm i'm secretly hoping in the back of my mind that maybe they'll get hexa drive to do kingdom hearts 3d hd and then when that finally gets remastered and looks sexy when they release that it'll also come with a kingdom hearts 3 demo <laughs> it's a possibility uh, i mean 
I mean, Namor did say in the full, full, full interview, translate interview that yeah, he was that uh, into it's, it. Yeah, he's looking into it. Before, back then, it was just like you know, we have no plans for this. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like now he's showing concern about how it's yeah, the only it's one the that's only got one left, left out. out. I mean, if you think about it, you know, it, the only two that are really left out is Kingdom Hearts 3D and Kingdom Hearts Key. Yeah, and so, Kingdom Hearts I mean, 3D kinda, is very important to Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, so it's kind of I kind of like the fact that Namor is finally saying, admitting that you know. Mm-hmm. We need to take a look at this to see what we can do for exactly. Kingdom Hearts 3D. So, and I would say, I mean, if if they if they were going to do it, I would want it to be something like this. Even if they don't upgrade the graphics like they did with Type Zero, I would rather uh, an extra team, a third party team, handle it because I want the main Osaka team focusing on Type Zero. I think that was, or not Type Zero on on Kingdom Hearts 3. I think that was I, I the. Think, I think it's been said that. That the Osaka team will only focus on Kingdom yeah. Hearts three after two point yeah. five is done. I think the best the best thing that happened with Type Zero HD that it was that it was being handled by a third party team, which freed up the Type Zero team to go help the Final Fantasy fifteen team, and Final Fantasy fifteen could progress, you know, on its own. And the only real tie in was that uh, Tabata was sort of looking over their shoulders and making sure they were you know giving type zero the the justice it deserves and uh yeah, yeah it seems like it was it's kind of nice to see square enix finally branching out you know third parties to help yeah. them rather than trying to overload their 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 own teams to put these out you know because you gotta remember that how the first you know 1.5 was done by like two programmers you know yeah. but now they have more of a 70 bigger, people worked on type yeah bigger 2.5 so yeah, it's nuts so it's kind of nice how they went from 2 to 70. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our Tokyo Game Show discussion. I couldn't really think of anything anything else that jumped out at me other than like Metal Gear and Persona 5 really wasn't there. I it mean, was just the same thing that we saw from the uh, the pre-TGS. Yeah. Oh, there's also uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, but that's not... At least for the West, it's not too exciting. We're not really into yeah, Dragon but Quest. like, but Dragon Quest Looks is cool. huge in Japan. Oh yeah, huge, huge in Japan. I would say bigger than Final Fantasy in Japan. Uh, but yeah, uh, that pretty much wraps up uh, our Tokyo Game Show discussion. Uh, and just as a quick little announcement, on next show we will have our first ever Kingdom Hearts University segment, and it, we will be focusing on Zehanort. Everything Zehanort. Dun, dun, dun. So, be prepared to have your mind blown if you guys need a if you feel like uh you know the kingdom hearts storyline is very confusing and it's hard to understand exactly who xehanort is and what the timeline is if you want a bullet for bullet rundown we're going to explain it we're going to talk about it we're going to learn about it this is kingdom hearts university i'm really excited to have this segment uh for the first time ever so that's going to be exciting and uh, yeah, before we go, we're going to answer a question for our question segment. So this question, I think you'll love to answer this one, especially Churro. So this one comes from Evan Meyer uh, from uh, from email. Uh, and you guys remember, you guys can uh, answer questions or ask questions to uh, questions at gmail.com. So Evan asks, uh, what do you guys think would be an awesome Kingdom Hearts slash Disney World merchandise? So I'm guessing he wants to know. Disney like official World merchandise. Yeah, official merchandise of Kingdom Hearts at Disney World. What would you want to see there? Well, like, one of the biggest things that, like, I see kids grab the first, you know, whenever you go to Disneyland or Disney World is weapons. So yeah. it'd be kind of <laughs> neat to have, like, Keyblade replicas. Keyblades, you know? yeah. I and could imagine, like, like inflatable Keyblades. Or... Inflatable Keyblades or, like, like, like small little foamy ones, kind of like yeah. the Adventure Time stores that they sell at cons and stuff. I want stuff. Pow-Poo plushies. I want... Plush, uh, plushes, um, little like toys like uh, the play arts figures but mm-hmm. more like cheaper type of things like something that you generally run into like a like a disneyland yeah. store you know, you, know it's you go a, in there kind of a kind of a dumb one but like you see these all over disney or at least last time i went to disney world you just saw them everywhere they have those like little uh water bottles with the sp- that you could spray on your face and have the fan and you could just like slap yeah. Kingdom Hearts characters all over it. Well, technically they can, but it's just that when I went to the casting call, it's mm. just that Kingdom Hearts in general is is a unique Yeah, it's a very unique uh, license. Unique, you know, franchise, a very unique contract between, you know, Square Enix and Disney and, you know, it's it's even though we all want this, you know, I'm cuz like cuz 
even the higher up Disney staffs, you know, they want this as bad as, you know, you know, as you know, Square Enix employees want it to. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, it's just business related reasons why we can't have this. You know, yeah, it's just exactly. unfortunate. You know, yeah, it in in fans' eyes it'll make a ton of money, but they have to look at it outside of fans' eyes as more of a general mm-hmm. consumer type of thing. So th- it's something interesting that uh Evan actually included in his email. He attached a picture of a uh, of a, like a Kingdom Hearts T-shirt that he actually bought at uh, at Epcot in the Japan section. Yeah, I, but it it's was a very. Same, I but, bought that shirt. Yeah, it's Epcot it's a very well. it's a very different store though. The Epcot but, Japan. But the, well, the thing that the thing that about the Epcot store is mm-hmm. not it's not an official. Yeah, it's not Disney like an World official, store. Yeah, it's it's it more of a separately. third party store because because they sold other anime mm-hmm. related things. Like it's kind of like going into like Little Tokyo or Japantown, and you find like you know or Hot Topic, and you find yeah. these Kingdom Hearts merchandise. It's more that type of merchandise. It's not an official Disney World item, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Because so, I saw that that same shirt because I bought that shirt because it's a Kingdom Hearts shirt, right? Yeah, and I exactly. never don't even own it, so I bought it for that reason. When I was at Hot Topic and Fye, I saw like you know similar shirts, and when I was at GameStop Expo a couple weeks ago, I saw the exact same shirt that I bought from Disney World at that expo. Yeah. So and you know, so it's it's I mean it's unfortunate. It's it's good that they're selling Kingdom Hearts stuff, but it's yeah, unfortunate it's, it's not official Kingdom thing. Hearts merchandise. Yeah. But, but it would yeah. be amazing to sell. I mean, even T-shirts, you know, would be good enough for me. Even if, I mean, because, like, you do sell the, the pins, which are really mm-hmm. collectible and very desirable by fans. But it's, you know, it's a start, you know. But, like, you would think that merchant like, like uh, clothing would be, like, the, one of the first things to be sold, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's the easiest thing to do. You just slap a picture on a T-shirt and you're done. Exactly. So yeah, I I think that pretty much answers that. And yeah, hot tip: if you ever go to Epcot, go to Japan. They have a cool uh, Japanese store with lots of anime stuff. Highly there. recommend it. When I was there at Epcot last year, I did, and um, I was I was wearing my other Kingdom Hearts shirt. You know, it garnered a lot of attention from people. Yeah, Cause definitely. They, and like when I when I as soon as I stepped foot in Japan in Epcot, you know, I looked in the store and man, it, my 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 jaw dropped when I saw yeah. it. And, it's it's definitely a big surprise if you don't expect, you know, you're in the middle of Disney World and then suddenly you see a bunch of Dragon Ball Z action figures and Evangelion shirts and stuff. I have read that um that uh like there's like this little train station that like will like will say like now departing, you know, oh and then like insert whatever, you know, Disney World to go to and somebody has stated that at one point I'll say, you know, now departing to Kingdom Hearts and you'll hear like Hikari the orchestra, you know, play for a little bit, and then I'll, you know, cut off, and I'll go to the next one. So yeah, I mean, I Disney does have, that. you know, Kingdom Hearts references somewhere in their parks, and yeah, you know, but it's so hard. It's very difficult, and from I mean, I've I've heard stories on both sides of the spectrum from both Square Enix employees and Disney employees, higher, you know, higher up than just your generic customer service, and it's a very difficult process to, you know push anything kingdom hearts without you know with both sides then superiors from japan you know mm-hmm. it's just they're really know, big companies it, and it's, it's really hard to do so anything. many there's so many hoops you got to jump through just to push something so exactly. it's 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 a little bit easier on japan side but outside of japan it's very difficult unfortunately Definitely. so yeah i think that pretty much uh wraps it up for this show uh so moving on to our music segment we have a really awesome song i, I basically wanted to pick something uh, from Kingdom Hearts 2, obviously, is because Kingdom Hearts 2.5 is coming out very soon, and it's coming out in Japan on October 2nd. So keep your eyes peeled because there will be a secret movie coming out at some point. Also, if you're into Final Fantasy 15, uh, Square Enix presents on the same day on October 2nd. Square Enix presents is doing a Final Fantasy 15 or Final Fantasy Type Zero slash Final Fantasy 15 uh, sort of rebroadcast of their live stream that they did during Tokyo game show, but it's an extended one. So keep your eyes peeled for that too. A lot of stuff happening on October 2nd. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I mean, yeah. And then you got New York comic con the next yeah, New week. Memorial is being week. there. So it's, it's going to be nice. Have a, and then jump Vesta in oh, December yeah. where they Festa announced that December. more final fantasy 15 will be there. Yep. So, you know, we got a good couple of months, you know, to look forward to. Absolutely. Not only that, you also, if you're a fan of merchandise, the, 
Kingdom Hearts 2 Sora and Roxas Players Kai released in Japan in November, as well as the 1.5 and 2.5 uh, soundtracks where you can either buy them individually or the box set. That comes out in November as well. So the next couple of months, we are seeing a little bit of push of Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, in our music segment, I picked a very special one. Uh, this is a uh, an arrangement of Rowdy Rumble. This is uh, Rowdy Rumble. It's a guitar cover by Thunder Scott. Uh, 6267. I picked this song specifically because the uh, cool song that everybody loves from the Final Fantasy 15 trailer sounds very, very similar to Rowdy Rumble. Uh, certain parts of Rowdy Rumble. So I uh, hope you guys can uh, enjoy this. Our next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 28th of October. Uh, and as a reminder, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. Number one. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Churro. KH2.co.uk. And remember, oh, you guys. Was that? And YouTube as well. And YouTube, yeah, exactly. Don't forget so, YouTube. <laughs> don't forget YouTube. Uh, we're on YouTube. You can uh, just search for Kingdom Hearts Union uh, on YouTube and please subscribe to us there uh, and show your support there. And uh, as a reminder, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And also, send us your questions. Send us any questions you have for the show to khuquestions at, uh, uh, khuquestions at gmail.com. So, I think it's that time, Churro. Time to say goodbye. Time to say goodbye. It's been a, been a fun fun last uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And from what I, what I said a while ago, you know, it's only going to get more. You know, as, you know, finally Square Enix is finally kind of removing that, that shell that they've been hiding under they're proving okay maybe this gen this gen will do good hopefully hopefully but uh we'll we'll just have to see right we'll just have to wait and see that's all we gotta do is just wait more even though we have been waiting for so long (laughs) that's the only thing we can do is wait uh yes but this time it seems like they're listening hopefully uh i mean look we got we've got they're releasing type zero hd in march and on a actually kind of interesting they're releasing it in the u.s first only by a couple days but still it's something it's something it's you know it's kind of nice i think it's kind of nice gesture because it's like you know it never came out yeah you know you know so they're giving it to uh they're actually actually japan's the last country to actually get it yeah because it's you know it goes north america then europe then japan so it's kind of a nice gesture for them to do that yeah so yeah can't can't wait to try that out in march so yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. So Churro, say your goodbyes. Goodbye, everybody. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and kingdomheartsunion.com production. Mm-hmm.